0: This is Matt Greller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story.
1: Welcome to this episode of AIM's Hometown Innovations Podcast. This is Chelsea Schneider, AIM Municipal Innovation Specialist, and I am here with Richmond Mayor Dave Snow, actually at the Indiana Conference of Mayors in Lawrenceburg, talking about a lot of transformative projects the mayor is undertaking in Richmond. First off, a really cool project, kind of long time in the making to demolish a former dilapidated hospital along a main transportation corridor through the city. So Merritt, tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, taking time to uh, let me sit down and talk with you. Uh, We are under a lot of construction and transformative projects right now. And, and, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, say that our citizens aren't thrilled uh, with all that we're going through, but we we really are transforming the city uh, right now at this moment. Talking about that hospital, you know, a very unique situation uh, but it's something that a lot of mayors deal with, where you have a big old building uh, that changes hands and through one way or another, what ends up happening is it gets dumped in the, uh, the mayor or the commissioner's lap and it, it, it appears to be this giant boondoggle that you can't uh, circumvent, you, you, you can't get around it. And what ended up happening with the hospital, and I think this is really important, this is the lesson I I really wanna convey to other community leaders. And for that very reason, I actually submitted this project as an AIM IDEA Summit project to hopefully get to present at the summit. Um, When projects like that happen, so this hospital, for example, when the the occupying uh, medical organization, which was Reed Health, uh, when they decided to vacate that building and to build a new building and move out, They did all of their due diligence. They even budgeted for the demolition of the building. Uh, A buyer came along and purchased the building. Uh, Couldn't make a working business model out of it, so put it back up for sale again. Another buyer purchased the building. This time, the buyer was out of state. Uh, Showed a lot of plans and a lot of promise about what the building was gonna become. Uh, Then, we we question now whether those plans were ever legitimate, Uh, but ended up just gutting the building, walking away from it, uh, and taking no responsibility for it at all. So now the building sits vacant for nearly 10 years. Uh, we have a basement full of water, 10 feet of water inside the building and just uh, what had turned into an attractive nuisance. Now it had become a place of uh, exploration. You gotta go check out the old hospital because you know it's all run down and dilapidated. And, and you know I came into this office a lot of people saying what are you gonna do about that old hospital? Um, and we knew it was just a matter of time before we saw a loss of life in the building because it had become an attractive nuisance. What ends up happening with buildings like that is they take on this air of myth. So since it had sat vacant for 10 years and no one knew what to do with it, there was all this sort of talk that would go around about, oh, I hear that thing's going to cost $20 million to be able to uh, tear it down and clean the site up. Or I, I hear it's, no, I've heard it's I've heard it's $25 million. And it just takes on this sort of urban myth about it and it really leads to the entire community feeling like um well if nobody's able to take care of that then i I guess we, we can't take care of much of anything it had really become a boat anchor for community morale economic development no one was able to look forward uh because they kept looking back at that mess and and it's a very old saying and i hate to be cliche in this interview i apologize for being so cliche but there's the old saying you can't steer a ship by looking at the wake it leaves behind you. You can't do that. You'll always crash the ship doing that. And that hospital, that old hospital, had created that type of feeling for our whole community. No one was able to adequately forward plan because when you would say, well, think about the community we can be in five years, they'd always say, well, we can't be much, we can't clean up that old hospital, it's still sitting there. And so that's what had happened. So when you take all that and you, <laughs> you create this aggregate pool out of the urban myth and the low morale, and the only able to look back instead of look forward it was really a major problem uh and so the whole thing really culminated in in teamwork it took uh county council county commissioners city council and myself all of us working together uh which is 20 elected officials which is a a lot of different uh platforms and agendas and political backgrounds and a lot of different stances on on a lot of different things it took all of us taking all of that different stuff and taking it off the table, and putting it on the floor and only leaving on the table the hospital and saying, what are we going to do? And we just took we took it one little baby step at a time and said, let's start with a hazardous material survey uh, because the, 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 the last owner, uh, since that person gutted the building out to sell off copper and things like that, and it exposed asbestos and other contaminants, we were required to remediate it before demolition. Whereas if that hadn't happened, it could have been remediated on the ground. That increases the cost. Um, So we said, you know what, let's just start with the small investment of a hazardous material survey. Once we got that back, we said, okay, we we have one single piece of actual data to work with. This is not myth, this is not guesswork, this is fact. Here are the contaminants within the building that have to be remediated, and here's what it'll cost to remediate those. Let's use that as a springboard to figure out how much it'll cost to clean this building up and demolish it. And we just took it one step at a time and we all worked together as a team uh, through that entire process. And so now we're through about uh, maybe 60, 70% demolition. The building is coming down. Uh, I just took a rubble tour. It's a great word. Uh, So I took a tour of the rubble and the dismantling uh, actually just earlier this week. And so I'm keeping an eye on it. We get regular updates in our council meetings once a month. And uh, we are on uh, we are on time and on track to see that building completely gone by spring of nineteen. So that's uh, great. What a tremendous project. and it's it's a lot of work,, uh, but any community leader out there, you can get through it, you can get to the other side of it.
1: Definitely, you were talking about how. The hospital being there and being in the shape it was Uh really was kind of draining the morale of of the community now that progress is being made i mean do you see a ripple effect to that you know just kind of re-energizing you know what you're doing so
0: because everywhere i so when i was running for mayor and in that first year in office everywhere i went everywhere was uh, what are we going to do about that old hospital what's going to happen um now I'm going to speak to, to groups and they're saying, well, what, what, what's going to go there? What's going to be next? And so people are starting to look forward instead of looking backward. And that's huge for our community. But uh, you know, one of the most important things I can convey about that whole project, there's no magic bullet, no special sauce, if you will. Uh, it really is just tenacity and teamwork. Uh, there is no secret recipe that made this work where they go, oh, we can't duplicate that here. You absolutely can duplicate that in any community uh, if you're just really tenacious about it uh, and you work together as a team. That's, that's what it requires. And if you do that, you'll, you'll get it done.
1: Great. um Tell me a little bit about what else is going on oh, in my Richmond. Goodness. I know, because you have this great project, but I'm yeah, sure you have so much yeah. other stuff we going on. We are
0: still, you know, Richmond was designated a stellar city in 2013, so we have quite the resume. We are a two time All America city and a stellar city. Uh, we are still in the midst of finishing up our stellar project. Uh, we have the beautiful Elstro Plaza, which is our downtown park, that was a result of our stellar designation, and some other great stuff that's happening, but we are in the midst now of finishing up our uh, facades through downtown. We're going through that process right now. Uh, We're also under a lot of construction work, but we had an aging infrastructure that needed upgrading. And I'm thankful uh, that the state of Indiana sees that need and has invested a lot of money in our city. So, uh, you know, I'm also excited. We landed Blue Buffalo uh, in late 2016. They'll be opening their doors very soon. So Blue Buffalo uh, pet products will be manufactured in Richmond. And so, you know, those those major components that you always hear about cities needing to succeed. How's your infrastructure? How's your quality of place? How's your job landscape? And here we have beautiful downtown green space, beautiful facades coming into our downtown to improve the quality of place. We have an amazing park system. We have Blue Buffalo opening its doors. Omen Casting is a new company that's also in Richmond. So we have new jobs on the horizon uh, coming and you know, all those pieces are there and the infrastructure is being fixed. And so those those three major players in any city's success are all in the process of improvement right now in Richmond. And so uh, it's, it's really important to me to make Richmond a, a real gold star on the map of Indiana. And so, uh, you know, yesterday I was elected president of the Indiana Conference of Mayors. And so uh, my very first line of business right out of the gate is I said, does that allow me the leverage uh, to lobby for uh, Indiana Conference of Mayors to meet in Richmond? I would really like to show all this off uh, to all the mayors of the state. And And the answer was, well, you're the boss now, so if that's what you want to do. So I said, absolutely. I really want to bring the mayors to Richmond. So I will look forward to hosting the mayors in 2019 and showing them all the work we're doing and what we're getting done. And hopefully we can set a good example for the state.
1: Great, well, Marilyn, you, you think you know in the long term, right? Mm-hmm doing a lot right now what is your kind of long-term hopes for the city you know the improvements that you're making today what do you hope that they you do three to five years ten years yeah
0: my long-term hopes are you know it's really important to me to revitalize our downtown downtowns are really taking center stage these days and i've got to make sure to do my part uh, to stimulate that process and so i'm working to stabilize some of our beautiful old buildings in our downtown uh, also to, like I said, fix that infrastructure, but to increase the connectivity. So I'm installing a bicycle and pedestrian uh, pathway right now through our downtown Historic Depot districts to connect all that together, and then to invigorate some of the housing market down there so that we are attracting people, and particularly those millennials that we talk about all the time. It's 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 always a subject. Um, as the boomers age into and past retirement, uh, the millennials are taking their place in the country where they're buying their homes and starting their families and their careers. They're more mobile, uh, so they're taking their jobs with them. So uh, I am really working to build an attractive, quality center city uh, so that they can live down there, work down there, play down there, and build their life down there uh, in the heart of Richmond. And I think that will be a key to our future success.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Mary. Thank you. I really appreciate you
0: having me here today. I really do. Thank you for the time.